Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. Isa, welcome to the Share Chair Podcast. Hi. <laughs> nice to have you on here. And uh, you sent me this beautiful picture of you with a, a horse. And I was assuming, oh, we'll talk to Isa about her horses. Come to find out this is not your horse. <laughs> it's not my horse. It's in France. Uh, but I go there almost every holiday and uh, we just ride there in the mountains and it's really cool but it's not my horse well but you love horses i do love horses horses are great okay yeah, i share that passion <laughs> you do yeah. yeah okay and uh well okay so let's talk about that then for a little bit you go to france to ride a horse in this particular area and yeah, i'll explain that um, for me yeah. um so the people who um, well, whose horses are, they have their horses and um, they're Dutch as well mm-hmm. and they moved there, I don't know, 10 years ago or something and they started up a camping and um, a little farm for the little kids as well and they have nine horses, if I'm correct, and then you can just sign up and you'll go up there in the mountains. And so this is in the Alps? Um, no, it's sort of in the middle of France in Morvan. Okay. okay. So. Yeah. Uh, this sounds beautiful, and <laughs> and thank you for the invitation. I'd love to. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'd all <laughs> like to join you next up. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you go there every year to, to do, yeah. do this? Um, in the autumn break, mm-hmm. uh, I go there almost every year since since the first time we went there. Which was a few years ago, or how? Um, I don't know. I was, I think I was eight or something. Uh huh. And yeah, well, at first I wasn't allowed to write uh, in a mouth because I was too young. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to, but I couldn't. And then I was finally old enough and I was really happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course. And so, so this is just a really peaceful. Uh, vacation for you and yeah it's really um quiet and there are a lot of um small villages villages you can visit so is that your general preference like small village <laughs> yeah. and kind of quiet spaces Not a new york girl anything well i would love to visit new york but mm-hmm. i don't think i could live there no. <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> <Or Amsterdam. laughs> so have you been here your whole life then in home? Yeah. Yeah. I was born here and then I went to school here and now I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, how's that how's that been? I mean, do you do you kind of like uh, do you love it here? Is it are you happy? Well, yeah. Uh, my almost all of my friends are not from Bergholtone. Uh. They go to school here, but they're they don't live here, so um but I, I do like Bergholtsholm, although there aren't many shops. <laughs> so if you if you want to go shopping or something, you shouldn't you shouldn't go here. You have to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. But wait, what is this? I, I, so I think this is quite new for people who are listening to the states. You go to a or a lot of your friends come to this school, but don't live here at all. Uh, yeah. Can you? Well, how does that work? Because I think. Again, most schools in the States, students are going to a school that is in their city. Within a small exception of regional schools. Or right. Private. I mean, it can Otherwise, happen, yeah. but I think 
Otherwise, yeah. it's everyone who lives in the town just goes to the town school. Yeah. yeah. No, in in the Netherlands, it's just you uh, go to schools you might want to go to, mm-hmm. and then you just choose the one that you feel best. Yeah, it's also because. Um, the level of education in this school was higher than the other schools, so a, a whole lot of oh, so. <laughs> a lot of other schools uh, in Bergenstone don't have the same um, qualities that our school has. Our school is pretty small. Yeah, our school is also the only only school in Bergenstone with this with level only of education. Yeah. So. yeah. And special that it's so small as yeah. well. Yeah, it is. It is. Really Even small. for the staff, like we, so students is. Um, little under 400 and then for staff is around 30 and that's okay. it yeah. okay yeah. and there is a school in Bergenstone that has at least 100 teachers so yeah. that, that's a big difference has like yeah. three bucks yeah like students yeah. oh wow so that's really big so we kind of drown uh, as as a juvenile student to get in there, you kind of just drown. There. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, do you like the fact that uh, you said that it's smaller here? And yeah, I do love it because well, you know almost every teacher, and you really you can talk to them as if mm. something's bothering you, and you you have at least you have seen all the students. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was so, one of the reasons that I went here because it was so small. So, so, yeah, help me understand that. Like, what, uh, I mean, I hear you that you like it, but but why? What What is a small school kind of give you that, that excites you or makes you feel comfortable? Or um, Well, uh, primary school, my primary school, I think it's called that in America, yeah. um, it wasn't that big as well. So I think I, I was kind of used to being in a small school and... Um, yeah, I, I heard about this school from other uh, kids as well, so um, I already heard that it was really nice and you knew everyone and that you could really be yourself, so... Yeah, you get counted as an individual here, you're not just a number, because the people know you by your name mm-hmm. and they know you more personally, and I think on the school, like guys, you just disappear in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of opportunity here as well with the smaller community, mm-hmm. it seems, for students to really individually shine in what it is that is passionate. Like we talked with you about music, um, and I know you're in Shakespeare with me. Um, so like every student can find a way to have a voice, and then everyone knows that. So as in a bigger school, like the Reichs or what I attended when I was in high school, you might be a passionate musician, or you might be a really great mm-hmm. sports player, but... Uh, clearly, I know so much about sports. A sports player. <laughs> sports. <laughs> um, but but that might get lost, and you might yeah. be only known in that circle. Whereas here, you really can know that everyone uh, has this mm-hmm. has something is is unique as an individual, and you get to know that about yeah. everyone. Okay, so let's go to something that Robin just said. You're a Dutch student speaking Elizabethan. Uh, uh, English. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> How is that experience? Well, okay, so you're you're in a Shakespearean play currently. Yeah. And which play is it? Uh, Titus Andronicus. That's like his most violent. I know. Play. <laughs> I know. Uh, I have. <laughs> I'm playing two characters, and they both die. I'm not surprised, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> there are 22 characters in total, and 14 of them die. Yes. And their hands cut off, and, uh, <laughs> and people are friend. raped, <laughs> and tongues are, are cut off, and it's horrible. 
at your high school is doing it. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 really uh, I, I think yeah, this is something that in the states maybe what well, is, it depends. It at my fly. at my small school, it mm-hmm. might not, you know, be too accepted or something. <laughs> maybe it's okay cuz Shakespeare did it, so you can kind of but <laughs> but uh, so how do you die in the play both times? All right. So, my first character is named Martius and um I fall into a pit, which is actually really stupid, but the brother <laughs> of the emperor is in there, and he's dead. So, um, and then my brother falls in there as well. I'm yeah. playing a boy, so. Yeah, yeah. And then um, other people come and they think we killed him, and yeah. they were executed. Ah, <laughs> and how are you executed? By by I hanging, know. or? I don't know, it's, it doesn't happen on stage, it's off but stage. I do die. Well, let's dream up. A, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How would you prefer to yeah. be executed? Uh, you know, no. <laughs> and and uh, my second character is just a nurse, and uh, because one of the characters, Aaron, has a baby with the Empress, um, and the Empress says, "Well, this baby has has to die because mm-hmm. it's not a baby with the Emperor." Uh, so I go there, and I'm like, "The kid has to die." <laughs> but mm. he doesn't want to kill his own baby, mm. and then he kills me. He stabs me. Stabs you. That's on stage. And that That's happens on stage. On stage. How on is stage. it to die on stage? Well, at first I was like, how am I going to die on stage? Like, right. what do I do? But I just have to yell and then fall <laughs> on the table. <laughs> I've heard many people have problems with trying to scream. You don't know how to yell. On stage because well, they're yeah, very I awkward with it. Problems with that too, but I, well, I didn't really practice it or something. But then I had to die, and I was like, "Well, I'll just scream. I don't know, but I'll just do it, and I'll, <laughs> I'll like see if it works." Dying. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good, so. And so, how long do you work on uh, these productions, and then uh, when do you get to show them off? Um, to... I. Don't really remember when did we start. We started in. Ooh, I think that things kind of started becoming uh, actualized in October. Uh, so I. It's been a long time. Yeah. So I I'm co-directing this. So I yeah we had some work behind the scenes that started earlier about what show mm-hmm. was going to be uh, chosen, who was going to be involved in it. Because mm-hmm. what's unique about this production is that it has graduates from this school who are coming back. So the age range that we have is from first years who are currently in this school to people second who are years. like sorry second years yes second year um, second year to people who are master students in university awesome so a very big age yeah. range here um, so Learn, that, learning a lot from uh, from them I would guess yeah it, I, at first I was really nervous when I started because I thought everyone has so much experience and I've never done this before but. Uh, the group is really friendly and we have a lot of fun together. And it's especially fun because it's so violent. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, okay, and then, and then it's yeah. Been since then, uh, after kind of mm-hmm. figuring out those first couple months, um, mm-hmm. what it's going to be, then weekly rehearsals from there. And I think the end date is Start June. Uh, yeah, June. June or July. I don't know. It's either like last week of June, first week I of thought July. it was in June. Yeah. And then do you know, do you perform it uh, a couple of times, or how does that... Uh... Uh, yeah, I think two times. At least two. Okay. Least two. Yeah, hopefully, it was looked at to do kind of a weekend run. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. and, and 
possibly two weekend runs originally, but just because of trying to book spaces, yeah. it's kind of hard. We don't really know uh, what we Because be what's down. really cool about this, we aren't going to, um, we aren't in Rome. Uh, we're um, in England, and it's kind of a mafia yeah. setting. Cool. So it's like guys, you're doing, yeah. you're you're putting it in a different like era, yeah, a different so, time. Uh, not everyone is stabbed to death. People are also shot. And yeah. Cool. That's cool. Uh, that's cool. I mean, that's kind of fun to put Shakespeare into different eras, and that's done all the time. And it speaks, of course, to Shakespeare's like brilliance. That well. You can put him in anywhere. He, he he's using um, themes and ideas that sort of span time. Yeah. Incredible so, Yeah, yeah. Um, so how about like language wise? How is it to learn and speak sh- Elizabethan English as a Dutch person? Um, yeah. <laughs> we um, we have Cambridge here mm-hmm. in our school, so it's sort of a higher level of English. Um, so that was easier. Um, but at first I didn't, I did not understand at all what it, mm-hmm. <laughs> what it said, mm-hmm. but, um, it's just kind of getting used to it and then it's not very difficult. So just, yeah. But what's been that process? So like you, you know, when you first started, I don't know what this means, but now you yeah, know so what it means. So I how did you, uh, the story okay. as well. So yeah. what, what it was about in general. And then I just, um, yeah, I started reading the play, and when I didn't get things, I just looked them up on the internet. Yeah, okay, good. So you're just yeah. using your resources, and then yeah. uh, probably a lot of experience as well, yeah. and all of that. Yeah, and when you were in it, you to can understand it, when you acted yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny, because we had to read Hamlet in English class, uh, in, in, the, in the Cambridge class, and... We had just the normal English um, translation right next to it. But if you do, well, just read the early modern English uh, text uh, for the first time, you'd be like, what the hell is this man talking about? Yeah. And then you'd go to the English like, oh, okay, I get it. I don't get it anymore. Okay, that's logical. And when uh, our teacher was explaining what it was about, it was much easier um, to understand. So I get it in, indeed when you look it up, it was much more yeah. easier. So when you think about yourself as a student, I mean, you see yourself as a, I mean, you're a performer. Are you feeling confident now about that? Or how is it uh, shaping up? Because you're involved in more than just the Shakespeare as well. Yeah, I'm involved in multiple plays. Um, I'm sort of addicted to to acting. Great. (laughs) It seems. Good for you. um, Yeah, so I'm also, I, I sing and I danced and now I'm acting I've done that since I was nine or eight and um, well I do think I've sort of developed I've really developed and I can really um, get into my character and become that character yeah yeah how do you how do you do that I, I admire that so much in performance <laughs> but what does it mean to like I become my character for you how do you um, well, you um, you start thinking, okay, so I'm playing this character, for example. Um, my character character is really insecure, and she doesn't really have her own opinion. So um, you start thinking about um, what she would do in different situations, and mm-hmm. you sort of try to act that out and uh, start thinking like the character. 
That's cool. I mean, it, I, so I care a lot about about empathy. I think it's the key. The 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 key to well uh, understanding people and uh, theater really demands empathy. You know where you are having to get into the feelings of somebody else, you know, yeah. and then, and then, and then portray those to somebody else as well. So I always admire, uh, actors for that. Have you had a favorite role yet or a favorite like show that you've been involved in? Um, well, I don't know. I, I like all my roles I'm playing, but, um, I've done very different uh, plays so for example Shakespeare but at the theater class I'm also attending um, it's just very it's a funny play so uh, that's very different than Shakespeare so that's uh, not that's kind of hard to compare but uh, once I played in a play called Backstage and it was about uh, a talent show and uh, when the cameras were rolling, everyone was so nice to each other, and <laughs> it was great, and then the cameras were off, and it was just <laughs> chaos. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I was a producer, so I took care of everything, and then it was it, it was it was a very funny play, so... Yeah, that sounds uh, pretty good. Do you yeah. always get a role you want? Well, um, yeah... <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, so sometimes you think, oh, I'd rather have that mm. role, but you just kind of cope with it. Mm. Um, but usually you can say, like, I want to play that role or that one, and then they try to, to uh, give you the role that you want. Mm. I found, too, something that happens, at least in, in my past of performing before, there's a phenomenon sometimes of you want a certain role and you don't get it, but you're given a different role. And at first maybe you're kind of resistant to it, but as you work with this role and you, you move into it, you suddenly feel connected and say, oh, maybe, there's, maybe there is something here. There's a reason that I'm in this role. Um, so sometimes I've experienced that where I don't think I want this role and by the end of it, I'm sad to let it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wonder to... So much, I, and also from a directorial standpoint, I wonder when I give these roles, how, how that process is. How maybe you feel as you get to know this character. Do you feel that at the end, there's ever a point where you're ready to just say, okay, I'm done with this. I'm done with the show. I'm done with this character. Or is it more bittersweet? Um. Well, usually you've played your character, uh, for a half year, a whole year, because you're rehearsing all the time, so you really become that character. Um, But sometimes in the end, it's also time for something new, because you've already played your character for so long. Mm. So sometimes I'm like, okay, I want to do something new now. Mm. Do you find that there's anything in performance, whether it be kind of the the confidence or the projection uh, of, of self uh, that you've been able to take from the performance space like, into life so far as you continue doing theater? Is there anything that you've learned or adapted and taken with you? Well, um, I was, when I was little I was really insecure and I think theater really helped me to become more secure and confident about myself. 
Yeah. It has a wonderful way of doing that. <laughs> yeah. Because you you're, you you have to step up for the sake of other people as well. Yeah. You have to get to a place of confidence. I really think theater has a great way of uh, of doing that. That if you have a, a a piece of advice for the listeners, just something that you've learned, something that you know before we leave the podcast, you could say, yeah, if people did this, it would help. <laughs> it would help. What would you uh, tell um, tell the listeners? Well, you should always be nice to people, even though sometimes you may not like everyone, but you should always be nice because if you are nice to someone else, people are, people will be nice to you as well. Yeah, it seems so simple, but <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and you learned that message from, from whom? Where have you learned that most? My mom. My yeah. mom told me. And it's worked out well for you. Yeah. Yes. Terrific. It's really nice to meet you, Isa. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shared Chair Podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.